Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezicki. I'm Joel, and Mike is here with me, and we'll get uh, we'll get into our program here, just talking about you know the goodness of God and His grace, and all these uh, all these wonderful uh, things that God has done for us. the The conversation never ends, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, this stuff goes on in my mind all the time. <laughs> Sometimes, Mike, when we get together to talk, we're we're sitting there going, I don't know, what are we going to talk about this time? And uh, it just seems like it flows because God's grace is abundant and it's it's ongoing, it's never ending, and He has a lot to say to us, uh, to us in our hearts and, and through each other as we sit here and talk. So it's always a pleasure to do this. So Mike, how you doing this week? Doing okay, Joel. I, I look forward to it too because uh, I hope that those who are out there listening are, are, are gleaning something from our conversations and. And maybe uh, you feel like you're a part of what's going on here. I sure hope so. But I think Joel and I get as much out of it just just discussing it between ourselves probably as, as a lot of people do listening. So thanks for being there. We'd love to hear from you, too. Toward the end of the program, uh, we'll tell you how you can uh, contact us and let us know you're out there listening. Yeah, well, something that's been on our uh, on our minds uh, the, this evening as we've been uh, discussing what we we're going to talk about tonight was the the our consciousness and and whether we walk around in our christian life you know mike i i spent a good deal of at least the early part of my christian life <laughs> walking around with this constant uh feeling of uh, this constant consciousness of sin basically in my whole christian life was focused on whether I was sinning or not, how badly I was sinning or not, how I could overcome sin. And, I mean, my whole consciousness was based upon my performance and and lack thereof for God. And, and it was basically a sin consciousness, and I, and I couldn't get over it. I couldn't shake it because, in essentially, what I, what I thought my life in Christ was about was focusing on all the bad things that I'm doing, and changing it to start to do good things. Now, of course, we want to change, uh, you know, from from doing bad things to doing good things. There's obviously nothing wrong with that. That's good. We're, we are righteous in Christ, and we want to live a life that's that's not, uh, you know, full of evil. We want to f- live a life that's full of righteousness because that's who God has made us to be. Uh, so, how I don't know uh, where we're going here, but um, do we want to live our lives? With any sense of a sin consciousness, or is there something better uh, to live by, Mike? So I'll turn it over to you with those thoughts. <laughs> well, I think most of us have been there, Joel. I mean, I, I could relate exactly to what you were saying. Uh, much of my uh, young Christian life, for many years, was based upon trying to do good enough to keep my salvation intact. Um, I, you know, I, I started repl- uh, placing the responsibility upon myself instead of trusting in the completed, finished work of Christ. So I had this sin consciousness uh, that uh, overwhelmed any consciousness of righteousness that, that I might have had. And a lot of that probably had to do with, with what I was taught, and uh, the people who uh, maybe discipled me and taught me uh, didn't know any better. And so that's what we all wrapped ourselves up in, was, was trying to do good enough. And as you said, Joel, nothing wrong with that. It's just that when you tie your identity 
and, and your faith into it, then, then all of the responsibility comes back upon yourself when in reality uh, the responsibility of our identity, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the covenant that God has, has made with us, all of that is wrapped up in, in Christ and, and what he has done, not in what we do. And so during all those times, and, and Lord knows there was enough of them, during all those times where I felt like I was falling short, not doing enough of the, of the right things, uh, doing too much of the wrong, and it could have been something really stupid, you know, uh, like I, I wasn't out on the street witnessing to people, and I could feel guilty about that. <laughs> uh, I could give you all kinds of, of lists that uh, caused me to, to wallow around in guilt and condemnation. And you know what? Guess what, Joel? That, 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 that felt like it drove me further away from God, not bringing me closer to him. Well, didn't it, though? I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly what that sin consciousness will do. And, the, you know, the good news that we want to talk about tonight uh, has, to do, has to do with that good news that brings us, you know, closer to, and, and helps us to know God more instead of pushing us away from him. Because if we do live our lives with a sin consciousness, always worried about how well we're performing or how badly we're performing, uh, we're missing out on on what Christ has really done for us and who He has truly made us to be. Now, Mike, you talked a little bit there about uh, about a covenant uh, that we're in. And, uh, the Hebrews, you know, talks about the the new covenant. It talks a lot about the old covenant as well, and and what was wrong with the old covenant. Now, God, of course, gave the old covenant. It was a covenant between Him and people. And the thing is, is that God kept his part of the Old Covenant. There was nothing wrong with that. It was a good covenant, um, just in that if, if everybody would keep their part, that'd be just a, this'd be a great covenant. But the problem, as uh, we find out in Hebrews, with the Old Covenant, was that as God kept his part, that was good. But there was a problem with the people. The people didn't keep their part of this covenant. And so it was... Um, a new covenant was needed. And so here's what we find out about this, this old covenant. You, you know, there were, there were sacrifices, animal sacrifices that had to happen to cover the sins of people. Hebrews 10, 3 and 4 says this, but in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. So in that covenant, with those sacrifices and with everything that people had to do to try to cover themselves and to save them and to, and to be saved and forgiven of their sins, in those sacrifices, there was a reminder of sins every year. It didn't take away sins. That's something that only the blood of Jesus Christ could ever do. And so we put our focus uh, not on how well we're performing, uh, but on the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You know, Mike, I was reminded of something just today. And, uh, oh man, this was so wonderful. Because we think about these sacrifices, even under this old covenant, the sacrifices that were made, they had to bring a spotless animal. They had to bring animals that, that were spotless. And when God did deal with these sacrifices, was he looking at the priest and, and the work that the priest had done uh, to cover the sins of the people, was God looking at uh, the works that the people had done? No, he was looking at the, the spotlessness, the blamelessness of the animal. 
And now in Christ we have a perfect sacrifice. And so just to translate this into the new covenant that we are in, whose righteousness, whose spotlessness, whose blamelessness is God looking at when he sees us? Is he looking at us at all? Is he looking at our sins, our good deeds, our uh, our evil deeds when he's judging us, whether we're righteous or unrighteous? Well, he's looking at the spotless lamb, uh, Jesus Christ. And that's, that is something that should erase, totally erase, feelings of guilt, feelings of, of sin and this sin consciousness. Because in Christ, God is looking at this, this perfection that's found in Christ only, not found in us. Well, one of the things that uh, helped promote my sin consciousness, Joel, over a righteousness consciousness, was uh, feeling the need to continually confess my sins to God to be forgiven. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that this week. But I, I always went back, probably daily, uh, asking God to forgive me for this and for that, and I couldn't remember everything I did wrong, so I would ask for the generic blanket, forgive me for everything. <laughs> and, and I was always going back and doing that. And that was a part of what they did under the Old Covenant, which you were just talking about, when they did the animal sacrifices. A part of sacrificing those animals was, was also confessing their sins. And so really what I was doing was, was going back to an old covenant practice of going to the altar, so to speak. I didn't have an animal with me, but symbolically I was going back to the altar. I might as well have had an animal because I kept constantly bringing up the stuff that I was doing wrong. And God, when he saw me, uh, when, he, when he looks at me, he, he doesn't see what I'm doing wrong. Uh, he sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think, uh, do you remember, we talked about this I think a few weeks back, in Matthew, when Jesus was, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, the, the Beatitudes, as, as we call them, and he got to the point uh, toward the end where he said, you must be perfect just as your Father in Heaven is perfect. Of course, we know he was teaching the law, really, at that time, but he summed it up and said, if you want to get to, to God on your own, you're going to have to be perfect. And, and you were talking about perfection here, Joel, uh, even going back to the very beginning of, of Hebrews chapter 10, uh, the Bible says that those sacrifices that they, they performed under the Old Covenant, they could never make those who approached with those sacrifices perfect. But later in Hebrews, talking about the sacrifice of Christ, uh, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, uh, waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. Uh, and by this one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Uh, are you a perfect person? No, but in Christ you are. You've been declared perfect. It, it was a requirement to get to God. Uh, the good news is that you don't have to uh, perform perfectly, uh, but you have already been declared perfect by simply being in Christ. That's how God sees you. Well, let's just repeat, you know, a couple of these things, Mike. Just just as we uh, as we get things wrapped up with a couple more minutes to go here, the uh, the uh, old covenant sacrifices a couple things here I wanted to highlight that we've talked about they could not take away sins the old the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sins also as you just mentioned could not make anyone perfect so couldn't take away sins couldn't make anyone perfect but in one sacrifice in one person Jesus Christ behold the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ took away sin, something that the Old Covenant could never do. And as you just mentioned, through one offering, 
He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. So the old covenant could make no one perfect, could not take away sins. Jesus Christ took away sins. And he has made it possible for us to be perfected because it's not about us and our performance. It's about his performance. It's about his sacrifice and God's complete acceptance of that perfect sacrifice. It's good stuff. And, and I think we can continue this on the next program, Joel, because there's more to glean from this, and it's really an important part of understanding who we are in Christ. Yeah, I think it really takes, it really will do a lot, I think, as we talk about this, to help deal with, I don't know if you're feeling guilty out there, or if you're feeling just unworthy, if you're feeling like maybe you're just not performing well enough for God. Well, the truth of the matter is, no matter how well any of us are performing, we're fallen way short in our own performance of of the glory of God. It's like trying to take a jump over the Grand Canyon, and um, maybe somebody makes it 10 feet, maybe somebody makes it 2 feet. Uh, either way, everybody falls short. And so uh, we're looking at uh, something that can get us across the Grand Canyon that's not based upon human power, that's for sure. Well, uh, I'm Joel, along with Mike, and we'd love to hear from you. I know that We've been doing this for quite some time now, and just recently I've noticed that our listenership is picking up quite a bit, at least during the last month it has, and we do appreciate you listening. I'm not one who's into numbers at all, but I've seen just on the website just how many times our programs are accessed, and we sure do appreciate you listening out there. If you want to get a hold of us, and again, we'd love to hear from you, check us out at graceroots.org or email graceroots at gmail.com. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 